Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker III, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. So appreciative of all of you who listen every single week. It means so much to have you connected to this podcast, and I don't take for granted your being engaged in this space as a leader. One of the things that I'm very committed to is providing resources and strategy for leaders to help us become who God has placed us in the earth to become. Now, if you are a leader, you understand that. Thank you for being connected. If this is your first time being connected to this podcast, maybe a friend shared it with you, thank you. Why don't you share it with someone else? It is my hope to reach a million people or more with this information, this content that I believe can be transformational in the life of anyone who comes in contact with it. I would love for you to follow me, Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. And that's my place where I land and communicate and share. I'd love to know a little bit more about you and your story. And of course, you can go right to josephwalker3.org if you want to order any of my content, anything in that nature. I just want you to know we are available. We make ourselves available for you in that area as well. Any books we've done, workshops we can do for you or your team, we are standing ready to do just that. You know, we've been in this entire conversation the last few weeks about discipline. And I want to stay in this vein for the next two weeks. We talked, first of all, about emotional discipline. I want you to listen to that podcast. It will be a blessing to you. And then we talked about financial discipline, which, of course, has a lot to do with delayed gratification and really putting yourself in a space where you learn how to wait and prepare yourself for the future. As a leader, the third thing I want to talk about is self-discipline. I don't want you out here making bad decisions because you have a lack of discipline. Now, let's be very clear. One of the most challenging things for any of us to do is to maintain discipline. Discipline is sometimes counterintuitive to our desires. And often when we are pulled and stretched in different areas and fatigued, it's hard to maintain discipline. For example, sometimes you know you have to work out as a discipline and regimen involved in that. Sometimes you can have so much going on, you say, I just don't feel like it, I'm too tired. But then when you snap out of it and you make up your mind, I'm going to do it, you feel so much better because you've accomplished that. Why? Because you've had self-discipline. You motivated yourself. One of the things I constantly remind myself when I'm working out or I'm walking in a space of self-discipline. Nobody's coming. Sometimes nobody's coming to, to encourage you, to push you. You've got to learn how to do this from the inside out. So as a leader in this place of leadership, sometimes isolation, sometimes you're out there and you know everyone's watching you. What are you going to do? Are you going to live loosely, make bad choices, or are you going to apply self-discipline? Here's some things that I think that will be a blessing to you. First of all, know yourself. <laughs> there it is. You have got to be in touch with who you are. Self-awareness is not something that is lost on any of us. And particularly this generation, that's a lot of self-awareness taking place. People have a sense of 
what their proclivities are, their weaknesses, what their strengths are, their hopes and their joys. You have to be in touch. Shakespeare says, to thine own self be true. You have to be honest with yourself about where you are in your life, where you're trying to go, where your weaknesses are, where your vulnerabilities are. And that's why it's important to think through that, to be honest, to know you. For example, there's something about me. It's like a, an addictive personality when it comes to certain foods. So oftentimes I know when I am trying to prevent myself from sweets for a certain season and someone will say, oh, it's just a little piece of ice cream, a little piece of cake. What I know about me, if I open my spirit up to it, it'll become a habit all over again. So I have to know how I function, how I think, how my body responds, how my mind and spirit responds. And so as a consequence, when you know yourself, you make decisions not based on peer pressure, not based on the expectations of other people, but you make it based upon your life plan and what you're trying to do as a leader. How well do you know you? The decisions you make are in direct relationship to how well you know yourself. Here's the second thing. Count the cost of every decision. Every decision that you make, you must factor in how much will this cost me? What expenses will be associated with this decision? I'm not talking so much about monetary expenses as I'm talking about time, reputation, a lot of things that you may have to give up to make this particular thing happen, things you may have to retard the progress of, delay. Is it worth it? You've heard me say on these podcasts before, the moment you say yes to one thing, you're simultaneously saying no to something else. So you have to begin thinking about that. You have to say to yourself, let me count the cost. If I engage in this behavior, if I open the door to that or do this, what will it cost me? What is the potential of me losing everything I've worked for for 30 seconds or three minutes of pleasure? So I have to be mindful of that. So every relationship, every interaction, every business deal, everything you do, it is incredibly important that you count the cost. Everything, every interaction, every business deal, every single thing that you do, it is incredibly important that you count the cost. Now, what's important here is that you really begin to think about how much will this cost me? How do I look at my life, look at my decisions, process the things that I'm dealing with, and begin to make effective decisions about, is it worth it? That's really the deal. I'm sitting at a table negotiating. I'm asking myself, is this really worth it? Is it worth my time? Is it worth the things I've worked for? And sometimes the decision can come to what maybe it is worth it. Maybe it is worth the risk, but you have to make the determination and self-discipline always ask the question, is a thing worth it? Self-discipline always ask that question, is a thing worth it? Here's number three. Listen to this one. Stay in places that feed you and not just need you. Stay in places that feed you and not just need you. There are a lot of needy <laughs> interactions, relationships, a lot of people who are connected to you who just need something from you. What's incredibly important now is that where you are in your life, 
are places that truly feed your spirit, that build you up. As a leader, that's why it's important, you know, to really make sure that you control your emotional environment. You control the environment that you're around, not allowing negative things to come in and encroach upon that, but make certain that you're saying to yourself, I don't want to be around everything that always needs me, always pulling at me. What's pouring into you? I know what's pulling at you. I know the things that are always, I need this, I need that, I need that. But self-discipline says, I need to also have some real strong relationships that feed me, that motivate me, that pour into me, that inspire me. This is a season where I believe every leader has to assess your relationships. You have to be honest about that and begin to look carefully and critically at the interactions, investments, and relationships that you're making. Make sure the relationships that you're around, make sure those relationships feed you. Make sure they feed you. Let me say it again. Make sure they feed you. Here's number four. Get an accountability partner. Surprised by that, right? Who in your life can speak to you, tell you the truth, and say, hey, we're not doing that today? Who can you call and say, listen, I don't really want to talk about what I'm struggling with, but I just need to be on the phone with you. And they never ask a question. They just continue to talk without judging you. You need somebody in your life that's an accountability party. Every leader should understand you cannot lead in silo. You must have someone in your life you can pick the phone up and run things by and be accountable to and say, don't let me get you know, too far out here. Don't let me be so consumed with my own power and my own influence that I, I mismanage that. Hold me in check. Pick up the phone when you see something going left and say, hey, what's up? That's not like you. That's, that's, that's away from character. You need people in your life that can tell you the truth without you getting upset, that you can really appreciate that. And sometimes it's tough. Accountability partners can be tough, but you need them in your life. I don't want everybody in my life acquiescing to what I'm trying to do because sometimes there are things I do that may not be healthy for me. I need someone to tell me, no, we're not doing that today. We're not interacting with that today. We're not having that conversation today. No, we're not going to that place today. This is what we're doing. It is so important. The Bible says, you know, two are better than one for one will lift up his fellow when he falls. That's Ecclesiastes. It is so critically important for you as a leader never to take for granted the power and the presence of a real, and I mean this, y'all, a real accountability partner. Who is holding you accountable? Who's speaking into your life? Who's helping you become your best version of yourself? Here's number five. Practice healthy habits consistently. Let me tell you a story. So I, you know, was wrestling back and forth with trying to get my weight at a certain place. And it's not that I've ever been like a really big person, but I do know how important it is. I didn't want to, you know, have that proverbial stomach. I wanted, you know, to really be a little slimmer because I like, you know, to be healthy. I want to be around for my kids, but I also like to dress, right? But I realized something. I realized the importance of food in terms of maintaining a healthy weight as well as a lifestyle. And when I learned a lot about food, I learned about caloric density and all those things, wonderful things that are tied to food, I began looking at my life differently through the discipline that I had employed. In other words, I realized that it was about consistency, that I could start out in certain seasons, fall off, and then never reach my goal. That's what happens. You see people, they start out, oh man, I'm looking good, I feel good. And then three months later, 
they revert back to old behavior because they have not made that habit a consistent trait in their life. Every habit you have in your life was something you did over and over and over and over again, whether it was good or bad. I'm telling you that if you learn to practice healthy habits, mentally, spiritually, and physically, it will go a long way in terms of your leadership. I've learned, like, you know, I try to read every single day. So that's a healthy habit. I have to read, you know, feed my mind. So I, that's a consistency in that. Even when I don't feel like it, I've got to sit back and say, I've got to train my mind and train my spirit to have an intellectual deposit every single day. Spiritually, I've got to pray every single day. I've got to connect with God. No matter how tired I am, no matter how busy I am, I have to stop, train my spirit. We're going to talk to God today. We're going to do a devotional day. We're going to stay in this word day. I'm going to train my spirit, train my spirit, train my spirit. Then I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to make good food choices and work out, walk at least 30 minutes a day. I'm going to do something that's going to take care of this body. And those habits become so consistent. Now, when you think about bad habits, they work the same way. Those bad habits, because you say, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do it again. Oh, that felt good. I'm going to do it again. All of a sudden, I'm going to have another piece of this and have another piece of that. And all of a sudden, those bad habits begin you know, to build up in your life and they become harder to break. I want you to develop good habits that are hard to break. That's what I've learned to do in life, develop those good, positive habits. And when I say that, it's really tied to consistency. When you understand the power of consistency, that's when everything changes. That's where the magic happens. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to really understand what consistency looks like. When you develop these habits consistently, right? leaders understand this more than anything else. You did not accomplish what you've accomplished so far, and you've not arrived at the place of leadership where you are right now had it not been for certain positive habits you did consistently. You kept working it, working it. You were not distracted. You were not dismayed, discouraged. You just kept working it and working it until that thing became a reality. Here is number six, developing healthy boundaries. I had to learn this the hard way. As a leader, you have to be honest about boundaries. People who associate with you in different spaces oftentimes will test those boundaries. But you have to be clear. People that you work with, you have to have a certain level of boundary. People who are just associates in the community, you have to have a certain boundary. Sometimes we, we have loose boundaries, and those loose boundaries make us uh, susceptible to the attacks that come at us that rob us of the discipline that we need to have in order to fulfill our goals. And, you know, I just think it's important because you have to be mindful. It's okay to say no. It's okay with knowing yourself, and these boundaries are so critical. Knowing who can be close to you. Everybody can't be in your inner circle. Everybody can't come to your house. Everybody can't. It's not can't can receive your vision. They're not privy to what what you're about to do because everyone can't handle that. People are in different places. And sometimes we think everybody's our friend. But I have one for you. Leader, are you listening? People are your friend until they're not. <laughs> People are your friend until they are not. Now, let's review what we've heard so far. We're talking about self-discipline. We talked about knowing ourselves. Knowing ourselves is having some sense of my weaknesses, my strengths, my desires, those, those past failures. Knowing myself says, I know too much about me that I cannot put myself in certain situations because I know me. That's so important. I cannot connect with certain people because I know me. And so you have to be, have some awareness about that. It's really the first thing about self-discipline. Secondly, it's counting the cost. How much will this cost me? 
How much would this decision cost me? Will it cost me a relationship with my kids? Will it cost me my reputation? How much will it cost? Thirdly, staying in places that feed you and not just need you. Getting to a place where these relationships are, you know, they're reciprocal. They're not unilateral. You're not just pouring out, pouring out, nothing's pouring back into you. And that's why it's so important to make sure in the process of having self-discipline that you're absolutely aware God wants you to be. You know, in Psalm 1, it talks about being like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth your fruit in your season. Fruitful things happen when they're planted appropriately. Here's the next thing. Getting an accountability partner. Having someone in my life who can speak truth to me, hold me accountable. This is one of the major keys of really understanding self-discipline. But then, coming to a place where you develop these healthy habits consistently. Consistency is the key to success. Anything you're trying to accomplish, you want to be a better free throw shooter, you got to shoot hundreds of free throws a day, right? You want to be a better tennis player, you got to hit that ball. You got to play tennis longer than the average person. It's all about consistency. It's all about your willingness to continue to push forth and continue to do. That's what consistency looks like. But then also, we talked about developing those healthy boundaries. Really, it's okay to say no. It's okay to have boundaries in your life so that you protect your time, your family. Boundaries matter. When those boundaries get blurred, man, it can be, it can be difficult to navigate those relationships. Self-discipline is powerful. And here's number seven. You have to make a contract with yourself. One of the things I loved about Kobe Bryant, he talked about this, the late Kobe Bryant, he talked about making a contract with himself and he wasn't going to break it and what he was going to do and what he was going to accomplish every year. And I think that's important. And I've kind of implored that in my own life, making a contract in myself that I cannot break, but I'm going to literally accomplish my dreams, do the things that I need to do. And I'm going to do it through self-discipline because I have a contract in myself that I have to present the best version of myself in every capacity. So I'm asking myself when I'm working out, is this the best I have? When I'm writing something, is this the best I have? When I'm serving or doing something, is this the best I have? I want to make sure without any doubt in anybody's mind as a leader that I'm going to be truthful with myself. Ladies and gentlemen, when you make a contract with you, it's hard to break that because you're lying to yourself. You got this. Self-discipline matters. The ability to look at your situation and be disciplined enough to say, I'm still going to accomplish my goal without being distracted or discouraged and going to accomplish what God put me on the earth to do. I want to thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I want you to follow me at Joseph Walker 3. Let me know you were blessed, you were listening, and I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity to strengthen you and to empower you. I pray God's blessings be on you. Until next time, peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward 